I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Zurich Classic. My teammate for tonight is Greg Ducharme. Greg, hello to you. Hey, what's going on, Rick? Uh, fun, fun little teammate event here. I, I like the partner golf. It, it adds a really nice element to it. It, it. It's a fun watch. What could you and I shoot in the best ball format? Do you think that we could break? Oh boy, par. I'm going to need a lot of help. We could break par. You think? Yeah, I think so. Depending on what golf course. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe a mini golf course we could uh, we could yeah. definitely break part. Oh boy! Okay, so let's set the stage here. We've got um, we've got a lot going on. So Saturday we were back to best ball. So the scores were very very low. Um, we we I, what I like about this, Greg, is we kind of learn you know very early in the day how how the golf course is playing tpc louisiana i think we predicted a little bit more wind on saturday it didn't necessarily happen so we got you know the guys who go out early like a Patton kazira and a brendan todd like you know they just go out and, and kind of guide guide uh what's going to happen they both shot or they shot 64 for the second time this week and it kind of sets the stage for what the rest of the day is going to is going to come by yeah that it's a it's a really good point um you you get an understanding hey these guys may not be playing uh, the best in the field they're not playing as well together as the leaders yet the, those kind of scores are still out there um and what i find so interesting is while 64 is a great round you look at what everybody shot ahead of them and they all go out and beat that score, mm-hmm. um, which is just, it, it's incredible how low they go. I, you know, I, I was watching, um, who was it earlier in the day who, you know, it was, you know, it's the Fitzpatrick's, right? They, they go out and post a great number. They get in at 21 under and there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams, you know, also my one and done, um, my one and done pick Burns and Horschel 
get themselves up there in the top two on the leaderboard early. Uh, but you're looking at, and, and the leaders are through five holes right. and you're saying, okay, they're, they're going to get, they're going to get run past, but by how much, I mean, in the Fitzpatrick's case, 21 under that, that's a nice number. Uh, that's a really nice number. Can that hold up? And next thing you know, it doesn't hold up because uh, they just keep on making birdies, which is fun to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tournaments on tour where having holes in hand is very valuable. Uh, having holes in hand here is is essential. It is. I mean, you just never want to stop playing. There's there's especially in this one. Maybe tomorrow, maybe an alternate shot. Right? You're you're thinking. I guess I guess eighteen to five. But you're thinking, okay, um, protect. If you start, if you get out to five hundred through six, you could protect that a little bit. In best ball, you got to just keep going. Absolutely. Um, you, you really, you have to, uh, and both players have to go out and play a really nice round of golf, or at least a really nice portion of the round of golf. And, and as we look through some of these leaders here tonight, you'll see there's for the most part, a lot of balance in the teams and both players are contributing and you're not necessarily seeing one guy go out and shoot a 62. Um, but you're seeing both guys go out and shoot five under. And you pair it together and all of a sudden you get 62s all over the place, uh, which is cool. So, you know, that adds a little bit of an element of luck in this format to me. And it, it's skill. It's half skill. But the total score you shoot has an element of luck because, well, what holes are your partners going to birdie? Um, and what, are, are they going to be the same holes? Do the same holes set up well for you? Do you play the same holes well or are you helping each other out when uh, when the other struggles? Well, let's talk about your one and done selection. It's Billy Horschel, it's Sam Burns. It's moving day on the PGA Tour and they moved up 10 spots to T10. They are in at 20 under with 18 holes to go. And I do, you, you talked about this. I, I like looking at, you know, who contributed what. It's a little hard to tell just looking at the score card sometimes, but I can tell you Sam Burns made six birdies. Uh, Billy Horschel made three, but you don't know how many of these, you know, par saves that Horschel uh, contributed to were, you know, that was going to be the best score. Or he was just the first one in. It's kind of right. weird when you're just looking at the at the box score. Right. Uh, box score has Billy contributing to three holes on the front nine with mm -hmm. one birdie and uh, six holes on the back nine. So right, that's nine nine there of the go. holes. There you go. Um, now would would Sam Burns have made par on some of those other ones? Uh, quite possibly, um, but ultimately, it's it's still even though Sam Burns makes six birdies and you, and you need that, it's still a pretty balanced contribution, uh, and and it's similar to what they did in round one. Um, in round one, I think they were, uh, you know, Billy made five birdies and it was three birdies for um, for Sam Burns. So all in all, I think this team as a duo is one of the strongest duos in this field. Uh, unfortunately, they find themselves down in uh, tied for 10th. Um, we'll see how challenging that is to make up ground, but they're, they're six shots back. The Fitzpatrick's uh, might be ruining that Friday 71 because they've got a pair of 62s, a pair of 62s in best ball. They are 21 under par. They are five shots off the lead. Uh, Alex filled it up today. Uh, I yeah. mean, he made one, two, three, four, five, six birdies, including a very essential one on 18. They, they needed it, right? I mean, 21 under, five shots back, they're not going to win. But 
if they had any chance in that moment, it was such a big moment because of what you described, get to 21 and hope the wind starts kicking on these guys. Yeah. And, and look, is that out of the equation? Um, it's probably too far back. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it might not be, you know, they're right on the borderline. They still may be in the mix in this tournament, but, um, but Alex has been really impressive. He didn't just make six birdies today, but Rick, he, I mean, he made five birdies in round one too. So the, the guy has been a, you know, more than valuable partner for his brother, Matt. And this is one of the things in this event that I, I'm not sure how I feel about when you get some stars inviting their siblings or somebody that's close to them that otherwise probably wouldn't get a start in a PGA tour event. I'm not always sure how I feel about that, but watching Alex Fitzpatrick play this week, um, he's definitely proved to be a, you know, a a valid competitor in this tournament, um, which, which is fun to watch. He's, he's stepped up big time. What is the, what is the requirement? I mean, he like like Matt Fitzpatrick couldn't pick me. I ha- I have to be like I have to have status somewhere, or I have to be a professional, an officially a professional golfer. Like, what is the actual requirement? I don't know exactly. Um, but you're but you're probably right. You probably have to have status on a official world golf ranking Something. tour. Um, because I I remember Brooks bringing Chase. Yeah, Kepka. Um, and that kind of drew a little bit of controversy, but. Yet, you know, at the same time, it's a difficult thing for the PGA Tour to be really strict on. Because when you get somebody like Matt Fitzpatrick to play, that's a great thing. And you, you want to provide an element of attraction, uh, but at the same time, you don't want it to become a pro-am. So you're kind of walking a tightrope with that, where, you know, this isn't, this isn't a, a celebrity event. You're not going to bring, you know, your sponsors with you. Uh, you got to bring a professional golfer. But you don't want to be too strict and make it, you know, limit the fun for somebody who may, who may play, who may draw crowds and attention. Uh, maybe one of the more disappointing results of the day came from our defending champion, Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, a six under 66, which uh, Greg dropped them back six spots on the leaderboard. They are six off the pace. They are in a tie for 10th and they are dangerously close uh, to flipping the script this week where if they go out and have another great alternate shot round on Sunday, their two alt shot rounds could be better than their two best ball rounds. It's hard to explain. Uh, (laughs) Unimaginable. I I mean, I I know looking at their records, um, not just in this event, but as Ryder Cup and President's Cup teammates, they play great in in the alternate shot format. Uh, They've never been beaten in, in that format before. Uh, and they have in they have in this format in, in the four ball format. Um, but the amazing thing to me, looking at this, aside from just the scores, is they were bogey free in round two. Uh, they've made three bogeys this week, all in better ball. Yeah, which is it, it's just I'm, four bogeys. I'm sorry, excuse me. Four, they made three bogeys in round one. They were over par. They were one over par through four holes in this I, tournament. I, I remember flipping it on and I was like, oh my God, are they going to miss the cut? <laughs> yeah. And then you're thinking after yesterday, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. And now you're like, yeah, oh, they're probably too far back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have to go and, and replicate what they did in round two. And as good as they are an alternate shot, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen again. 
And even if it does, I'm not sure it's enough. Again, looking at the box score, it, 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 it just it's it's hard to do, right? But I, I mean, Patrick Cantlay essentially was even par, non-contributor. Louisiana. Yeah, just we made one birdie. He made a birdie on the second hole. That that's that it. Was, that I mean, Z- Xander Shoffley played a fine round of golf. He he, um, you know, they shot 66. By the way, they were the only only team in the top 20 to shoot 66. Everybody else was 65 or better. Uh, in the top 20. Um, and and so then you look at, you know, inside the top 20. I think there was this um, one of the teams in tied 20. Yeah, uh, Hoygaard and Olsen shot 66. They are in tied 20th. But anyway, um, Xander Shoffley probably shot four or five under on his own ball, estimated, right. um, which is a fine round of golf. But it's it's nice if you can get a you know, a couple of circles from your partner and, and they're really only two birdie, two birdies away from being totally fine. Um, you know, they go shoot 64. They're right there with everybody else. Uh, and those two birdies are, in my opinion, just missing off a of, uh, Patrick Cantlay's card. If he puts two more circles on the card uh, on, on holes that they need it. Well, all of a sudden they shoot 64 today and they're sitting at 22 under in a tie for six. And, and now uh, that 26 under lead is far more in touch. Maybe it would make a huge difference. Uh, let's climb up the leaderboard a little bit here. Currently sitting solo second, thanks to a second 62 of the week, are Keith Mitchell and Sung J.M. They are uh, my one-and-done selection for this week, Greg. So fingers crossed they can continue to rock and roll. This is a a partnership that is not only blossoming on the golf course, but off the golf course, they are becoming fast friends. And Sung J.M., Keith Mitchell spoke about it after his round with Amanda Renner, just took Keith Mitchell, threw him on his back, and made six birdies in his first eight holes, and then gave time Keith to uh, gave Keith some time to get everything back in order. Yeah. And, and Keith did. Um, but Sungjae is just a machine. I yeah. mean, it, you look at this leaderboard, maybe aside from Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, um, I, I think Sungjae is playing better than anybody else in this field. He, he has been a machine of late and he has been a machine in this event. And he seems to thrive off of this kind of competition. You remember at the president's both president's sure. cups he played in how mm-hmm. popular he was. Um, and it's been cool this week to see him kind of grow in that off the course environment. Uh, looks like he's getting a little more comfortable, a little more familiar with the English language, which is uh, certainly a challenge. Which, by um, the way, Greg, was that the first ever interview we've gotten from Sung Jae without a translator? It's the first I've ever seen. I agree. And he did great. He was awesome. Now, I mean, we've heard before that they... Like Hideki Matsuyama, for example, uh, is is much more comfortable with the English language than he leads on. Um, but it makes him really nervous, and it, it's a it's a challenging thing. So I, I think there are some other cultural aspects to it as well. Um, but this is the first time I've ever heard Sungjae uh, yeah. open and honest, and he did great. I mean, it didn't sound like his first ever English interview. <laughs> The other thing is, um, and my understanding about Sungjae, and in, in my experience as well, he he understands everything you're saying. It just takes him. It just takes him. I mean, his caddy speaks to him in English. They, he understands everything that is happening in English. It just takes him a little bit longer to formulate a response in English, and he doesn't always want to do that with a mic in front of him and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this: his uh, 
his English is far better than my Korean. So I give him <laughs> all sure. the credit and respect in the world yeah. uh, for that. But even even more deserving of the, the respect is his play because he's just been an absolute robot. Absolute robot. Um, which is so fun to watch. And I guess it's kind of expected. Th this may be more closer to a ceiling round for Sung Jae. Um, but he's been just playing beautiful golf. And then he gets the contribution from Keith, right? Yeah. Who's cheering along, but he he adds those three birdies. And that seems to be the number to me when I'm when I look through all these box scores. The teams that play well, they if if it's lopsided at all, it's three birdies for the weak guy. Right. Uh, and, and when you add that, that's a huge 65 or, or 64 to 62 is a huge difference in this thing. Um, and so Keith, that very valuable aspect of this team too. Yeah. And all three of those birdies coming on the second nine on holes that Sung Jay was not making birdie on. So just a perfectly executed round from these two. But despite that, Greg, uh, that 62 was matched by the guys who had the 36-hole lead. There they are, uh, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler. This is actually the one-and-done selection of both Patrick and KP. So we've got a little bit of, of, of dodging to do here. But, um, you know, we've, we have been very much uh, talking about how good Wyndham Clark has been all year long, Greg. I mean, the, the improvement that we have seen from him and to get partnered up with Bo, who is – uh, another great, very uh, likable guy, easy to play with. They're, they're rocking and rolling, but the big, the big thing hanging over all of this, they're going to try to do something as a team tomorrow that they have never been able to do individually. They're going to try to win on the PGA Tour, which is um, what a what a cool experience, right? And, and I know that they're going to be feeling it. So this is one of the. One of the things that uh, that I remember learning in this event, talking to some of the players a couple of years ago, um, as a matter of fact, it was Charles Schwartzel and Louis Ustazen, uh when they lost in a, I think it was in a playoff, you know, and Louis hit it well right, and Charles was struggling with his game up until that point, and kind of went on a really nice run after that, uh, and, and and Charles told us that. You know, the, these moments, while it does feel different because it's a partner event, it, it, there's a, in essence, you get that it's a little less than, but when you're on the field of competition, you're still feeling all the same feelings. Um, you're testing your game in the same level and you want to make sure that, um, you know, you, you want to see and engage how it stands up. And so when you get into the heat of battle, it's still a test of how your nerves hold up. Um, you do have a little bit of a crutch. You can have a little bit of a crutch, but nobody wants to lean on their partner. So this will be a this will be a really cool experience for both of them. I, I love the transformation of Wyndham Clark's game this year. Um, I, I think it's a kind of a win away from being one of the cooler stories of the year. His results just haven't quite matched what we've seen in the stats. Uh, and, and this week could be a week that leads to more for him individually as well. He's also played some of his best golf in the elevated events, which, it, you know, there's a lot of other guys playing great golf in, in those events as well. Let's, let's look at this graphic here because, uh, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hossler are not the only two in the mix going for their first career PGA tour win. When you start, uh, scrolling through 
the the top 10 and guys that are within a handful of shots we've got we've got Clark and Hostler you've got Vincent Norman and Matty Schwab both of those guys are outside like the top 130 in FedEx Cup standings before the week started Matt Neesmith trying to uh rekindle his magic with with Taylor Moore they're only three shots off the lead both Nick Hardy and Davis Riley looking for for, for their first career PGA Tour wins Brandon Matthews is playing with um Sean O'Hare and then obviously the big one they might be too far back Greg uh Alex Fitzpatrick who I say it's the big one because uh there are so few opportunities for him to to have four good days and immediately become a PGA Tour member uh he doesn't have status he doesn't have status on the court fair he doesn't have status. I don't think he has status anywhere he's been playing on the challenge tour this is you know one more amazing day away maybe get a little help from immediately becoming a member yeah wait for the next two years which probably moves up his career trajectory by two years yes like Uh, I think he'll eventually become I think he is good enough to be he, he will be on the PGA tour but this would immediately move it up yeah, he's definitely showed this week that he has the game for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't gotten a great look at what he's done over, you know, a long-term season like you'll face on the PGA Tour. Um, so it, it's just, it, you know, it's hard to know. Uh, but all of a sudden you get out there and you got two years to hone your skills and, and you don't have to go through the stress of, well, what does a miscut mean? You don't have to worry about reshuffles. You don't have to worry about... I mean, you got designated events that you can worry about, um, but ultimately you don't have to. You go play in some non-designated events, uh, register a couple of high, uh, high finishes, learn the ropes of, of what it's like to travel around on tour, um, all those things that all the rookies talk about in this real, relatively low-pressure situation because you've you've jumped onto the tour through a win. So you get, it's like you you have more job security than anybody else who gets on the PGA tour. It really, it doesn't happen this way. This would be an an incredible story. If guys get on the PGA tour through winning, it's usually like a Tom Kim, uh, like a Jordan Spieth, like somebody that has been a story before they win. And you know that they're a star and then they just lock up their, their card um but they never worry about it again for the rest of their career so it it, this would be very unique um and and i think it i think it would really be a a game changer not just because of the events that he plays in but because of the situation that he gets his pga tour start in okay well we'll see if they have a realistic chance to to pull it off uh and we'll look at the rest of the odds board but first we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. And we're back. You know, we'll not only be here with you after the round, but uh, you can watch final round coverage of the Zurich Classic on Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. It'll run till 6 p.m. Okay, Uh, the betting favorites. Well, the 
odds makers uh, have essentially turned this into a little bit of a, of a two-horse race here, Greg. Uh, Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler, Sung J.M. and Keith Mitchell, very much, kind of, I don't want to call them co-favorites. Clark and Hostler are getting the, the nod at plus 130, Sung J and, and Mitchell at plus 175. But they are the two teams that uh, Vegas believes is, is most likely to pull this off. Which does make sense. Um, but I look at it more like a five-horse race. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think... Really a 10-horse race, then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got a horse and a jockey, right? <laughs> it's a duo. <laughs> I, I well, then, well, then it's a 15-horse race, because they also got caddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would make it a 20-horse race. Oh, a 20-horse race, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got. I guess we have a full Kentucky Derby going on here. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I really, I think anybody that's at twenty three or better is uh, legitimately in the mix. Um, so and I don't. Let me read those off real quick. So that's Clark and Hostler at twenty six. It's Mitchell and Sungjae at twenty five. Vincent Norman and Schwab at at twenty three. Neesmith and Moore at twenty three. Hardy and Riley at twenty three. Yes, and and they all shot sixty seven or better in their alternate shot day. Uh, in round two foursomes day. Um, so they've proven that they can handle that. And again, this is the thing when I go back to a, um, you know, a, a fit, the Fitzpatrick's, when you go back to a Shoffley Cantlay or a Burns Horschel, while they have shown over their careers that they can perform really well in this format, um, I, I think it's very likely that somebody in that top five goes out and shoots another 60 seven or 66. Um, and so if they go shoot, let's just say five under and you're three to six shots back, well, you got to go shoot 62, right? You, you got to go shoot 62 or 63 for a playoff in alternate shot. And, and I'm not sure that can't land Shoffley can match that round. Uh, but I think it's going to be really hard to dodge all of these teams. Yeah, from shooting five under, they've all done it. Five under is very much out there, and I'm not sure eleven under is. Uh, I'm not sure ten under is, and nine under is doubtful. So I think that makes it hard for the chasers because these these guys are confident. Uh, they're playing with each other, and where you know, uh, let's say Vincent Norman and uh, Matthias Schaub, uh, if I I may have messed his name up there, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, they may be feeling a little nervous if this were an individual event. Bo Hostler and Wyndham Clark may be feeling a little nervous in an individual event. Um, but I have a feeling that at least some of these less experienced teams are going to rally off of one another and, and put, up a, put up a really good number um, and improve their play. I think it'd be really cool if Wyndham Clark and Bo Hostler won because that is, uh, I think it would be a great payoff for a guy, a couple guys who are having a great year and are much deserving of wins. I I think Keith Mitchell and Sanjay will get it done. I have the same feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, really, because I, I think they are playing a, a role. Um, they're playing a game that really works together. Now, in this alternate shot format, you're going to have to lean on your partner a little bit more. But Keith Mitchell's reliable. I mean, he's a phenomenal driver of the ball. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. His iron play has improved. His short game has really improved. Keith Mitchell is a really solid, well-rounded player. Um, and in that top five, this is the best team without question. Without question. Um, they're both, both of those two guys, 
They're, I mean, they're probably number one and number two of uh, the 10 players that are in the top five, leaving caddies out of it. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, okay. Well, in about 24 hours, we will know who our Zurich Classic champions are, and we'll be back to discuss everything that happened on Sunday. But for now, big thanks to producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme available on Twitter at the real GFD. And you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.